Welcome to the first episode of Little Big League. My name is George. And my name is Raul. This podcast is mostly going to be about the XFL. It's about to be week four, and we know we're late to the game, but we were unsure if we had any interest in the league, so we wanted to wait the first three weeks and just see what the league was about. And from what we've seen, we've actually enjoyed it. Um, we know many people are still unsure about the league, but we think, at least in my opinion, the league will be successful. I don't know about you. I hope so. Um, for the first episode, we just want to focus on the rule changes. I know many people still don't know the rules, and we just want to clarify the rules here for anyone who's still like having trouble with them or anyone who's also willing to give the league a chance. So, what's the first rule change? The first rule is the one foot inbounds. I actually like that new rule change. Um, I know in the NFL it's two feet down, mm-hmm. two yeah, two feet yeah. inbound, but I kind of like the old college rule of where it's just one foot down. I know for in the NFL it's like more athletically, you can do it. It kind of shows like you're more athletically, but in my opinion, I just prefer the one foot down. As long as you have the ball, you control it, and it you have a foot in down, it should be a catch. Yeah, I I, I agree with you because uh, some some playing passes are real hard to redo stuff like that. So at least if you have some kind of possession, it should count. I'm like I said, I I, I like it, so mm-hmm. I'm okay with that rule change. Yes. So. The next one is the dedicated ball spotting official. Um, so the ball will be quickly spotted. They, they will, um, the officials will click quickly spot the ball and after each play. So the NFL and the college world, they use like a seven official system. There's no single official responsible for spotting the ball. Uh, so having like an official dedicated ball spotting official, that's, it's actually better because you only have that just you just have to rely on that one person to get it right and it's better than having more like two or three or four people trying to figure out no the ball was here instead of here so i'm i'm good with this rule change yeah same because it's a little bit more accurate on where the ball will be spotted less confusion less uh, trying to see oh yeah where should we put it and stuff like that what been happening in the nfl yeah like i know the one of the conferences in college i think it's a big 12 they use eight so you're bound to have some mistakes sometimes the ball seems like it was in a different spot but they spotted it in a different spot i mean like i said just having one person it to me it makes sense just one person's focused on it everybody else focused on your job mm-hmm. um so one of the other things they're starting to do i actually like this it's a coach to player communication so now now instead of having just the coach and the quarterback in the nfl talk to each other like in the nfl now all your skilled players can have contact with the coach. They can have a, a microphone in their helmet. Uh, I actually like it. Me too, because I, you can coordinate better the players, throughout better the play that we're trying to do. If you're a defender, you probably didn't saw something and the coaches saw some kind of pattern. You can move the players around, stuff like that. That's why the reason I like it. I mean... The one thing I will say, though, is that I'm not sh- sure if it counts for the defensive backs. I think it's just offense, the isn't op- it? Okay, then the offense, they say something for the offense, like, oh, yeah, he probably might block me, stuff like that. They can yeah. move it around the players. It would be interesting to see for the defense to also have that ability mm-hmm. to communicate with their coach. I would actually like to see that. 
um, not just the offensive players, but I think it would actually make it interesting. Yeah, I agree. So, one of the other, this rule is still kind of the same, the the illegal man downfield, of course, same thing, kind of like if you have a lineman that's going past the line of scrimmage, um, it's a penalty. I, I think here it's three yards on, in the NFL. I think it's also, I'm not sure if it's three yards in the NFL. I think, it I think it's just more than one yard, yeah. I believe. Mm-hmm. So giving him like three yards of space, I think that's better than the one yard space. I agree with this rule. Yeah, same. I agree with this. All right, let's start, start with the one of the rules about the kicking. The ball is kicked from the 30 yard. And it, ha- it must land between the opposite 20 line and the end zone. The only two players that can move is the ki- kicker and the receiver. So, if the receiver grabs the ball, then everybody can move. But if the, the receiver cannot grab the ball and he landed, the, it comes to three seconds and then they can all move. Do you think, what do you think about this rule? It's definitely different, uh, that's for sure. Um, if you think, I mean, you only have about five yards in between the return team and the kicking team. So the returner does not have a lot of time to really think. I mean, it's, it's a quick play right there, a quick one, two, three play right there. Uh, I don't know. Part of me likes it, part of me doesn't. Still kind of wishes that it was still the old kickoff. But at the same time, I like it because it's more, you don't have that time to think. You don't really have time. I mean, when there are players are coming downfield, you can kind of think, okay, I'm going to go this way, maybe shoot this gap, try to go this way. Not here. Here, they're all lined up. They don't move until you get the ball. So until you get the ball, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know where they're going to go. So actually, I think I like this rule. I like it. I disagree with you. I see why they've done it for safety reasons. That's why they're not moving because most of the bigger injuries come in the kickoff. I mean, but at the same time, come on, it's football. That is we true. We need to see more action, more hits. But I understand where they're coming from, so I'm iffy about it. Let's put it that way. Like I said, I'm iffy, but I'm leaning more towards liking it now that I'm actually looking at it from a different perspective. Um, so I, I actually do like it. I do like this rule. The, there's another part to this, to this rule. So, if the ball is kicked into the end zone, it is considered a major touchback, and the ball is placed at the return side 35 yard line. So, if you kick it back all the way for a full touchback, like in the NFL and college, that ball starts at the 35 instead of I think it's the 20 or 25 yeah. yard line. Um, so they're literally kind of forcing you to literally. Be accurate yeah. where you kick. Like, you have to literally kick it to the, re- uh, the re- receiver, um, the returner, sorry. Or you have to kick it at least in bounds. They don't want you to kick it out of bounds because if not, you're going to cost your team. So this is actually a strategic move. Um, that part I do like because it forces more to play. So it's a wasted time of and kicking it out of bounds and wasting, like, some seconds on doing nothing. Yes. So, uh, in that purpose, I like it. I hope they do this more often. I like it. It's, it's really strategic in my point, so I like it. Um, this is the other rule they changed. I'm not sure about 
this one. It's still part of the kicking rule. So you can still do onside kicks. It's like the regular college um, and NFL onside kicks. The only difference is you cannot surprise the other team. They will know that you're doing an onside kick. They have to know. There's no surprises here, which I'm not sure if I like that because that was the whole point of, well, that's kind of the whole point of the onside kick. It's supposed to be strategic. Yeah, I disagree with that rule because sometimes you're trying to surprise the team. If you see something that, oh, yeah, they distract and you do this and get the ball back, that can give you an edge, but now they don't give you that edge anymore. Yeah, so for me, I didn't like that last part of the rule. I still wish you could have the element of surprise, but hey, it's their rule. So. Yeah. So the next rule, I actually like this rule. I actually do. It's the point after attempt. So before you would just kick, the kicker would come on, kick the PAT, that's it, go back. I mean, the only special thing about that is if he misses or if someone blocks it. Other than that, uh, there wasn't really anything to it. It was just almost automatic. Here's where it kind of gets fun. They changed that. So now you don't have a kicker to come kick the extra point. Now, instead, once the team scores their touchdown, you have the opportunity to do three different things. You can either run a play from the two-yard line, and that'll count for one point. You can run it at the five-yard line, and that'll count for two points, or at the 10-yard line, and that'll be three points. I actually like it. Same, because it gives more flexibility to the teams to score more um, points. So uh, I like it. The only thing I don't like about this is where an interception happens and you have to run almost 100 yards just to get one point, two point, or three. They should make it a little bit different where, yeah, you intercept it, they give you the points and a little bit more. I mean, I kind of get it. It's still kind of keeping it to the old rules because it was kind of the same in, um, well, actually, no, it wasn't the same, I bet. But in the NFL, if you got the PAT uh, blocked and you return it for the touchdown, it was only two points. So I kind of see what they're doing here. Here, I mean, you're returning that PAT attempt back, so you get the same amount of points that they get yeah. or that they were going for. So. Yeah, but uh, running 100 yards just to, for, to get one point. I mean, on. It's still interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Get, you, you still have fun watching that, if, especially if it's a big guy. That big guy go all the way down, all the way in the field, go 100 yards. Yeah, I don't complain, but I think that they should, they can modify a little bit. Okay, I'll give you that. I mean, maybe you could add one extra point if the defense gets it, kind of like in the NFL college. If you return it, it counts for two points instead of one. But that, that's as far as I'll go. Maybe one more point than what they're going for. Yeah. So instead of one, they get two, two, three, three, four. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with that. Yeah, that would be fair. All right, the next rule is the punting. The punting is almost the same as the kickoff. You applied the same stuff. Uh, the only thing is, like, you got the major and touchback and stuff like that. It's almost the same rules. And what are your opinion on this? Uh, to me, it's still kind of just the same. I mean, like I said, the big difference is still the major touchback. It's going to be weird calling this a major touchback. I, I still can't get used to calling it that. Where the ball goes all the way into the end zone, and it's called for a touchback, it just goes starts at the 35 instead of the 20. Yeah. So, 
the only reason I think that they're doing this is just to force team to go for four down. Honestly, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, they like they don't want um, teams to point the ball. They want them to go for risk it all. Basically, no, if you don't risk anything, you cannot gain anything. Type of deal. Are the players allowed to actually move here? I forgot if they were or not. I think it's the same rules as the kick kickoff. The same rules. Yeah, I think they only can move side to side. I think. So the next rule we got is a double forward pass. This one is kind of similar to, well, it's basically a trick play, but it's similar to the backwards pass. Only difference is now you can go, you can throw the ball forward. As long as the receiver doesn't, or whoever catches it, does not cross the line of scrimmage, he can throw it again, which is actually, I think, better than the backwards pass. Yes, because it's, you you have to create plays that uses that so you can have an edge over the other team. So basically, let's say, for example, you throw the ball to somebody and it's about to get blocked and you see somebody open, you can actually pa- pass it that ball to the, the person and still be comfortable as a good play. Kind of reminds you a little bit of rugby. Yeah. But I, I like it. Yeah, same. It's, it, it's going to be interesting because sometimes you're going to create some miracle passes. Yeah, I think Dallas... Uh, Week three, they finally did the forward pass, uh, the double forward pass for the first time. I did get a chance to see that play, and it's pretty interesting. I mean, I I just had never seen it. I wasn't actually able to keep up when they did the forward pass. Like I was, I had to go back and look at the replay, and and I saw it at least thirteen times before I was finally able to keep up with that forward pass. I could not see how they threw it. It was just too quick for me. But I do like it. Yeah, same. I like it. The other rule is the... My favorite one is the overtime. Really? That's your favorite one? Yeah, because um, I hate ties. Okay. That's the only thing about the NFL that I don't like is the ties. So basically, this is basically a shootout, basically. So each team are their opposition five yards line, and they have to score. And the score is in two points. Okay, so they go back and forward, back and forward for five times, and then if they still tie, they're going to something that. So basically, whoever misses it and the opposition get it, that's the winner. I kind of like it because uh, it it basically forces the game to have a winner and a loser. It actually reminds me a little bit of soccer, like with the penalty kicks at the end. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, but um, that was a good good call for, from them. I don't think we've had a game that's gone into overtime yet, have we? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. It'll be interesting to see when a team, when two teams finally go into overtime. I really want to see this rule go um, play out. It'll, it's interesting, definitely interesting. Yeah, it's just interesting because uh, you have to force the game to be played, not like two possession and then ending by a field goal or something like that. If they continue to tie, like what happened in the NFL. I mean, for me, I was actually okay with ties. I, I actually don't mind the ties. I just um, the one thing I am I am glad it gives this team a fair chance. I know most people say, in the NFL, um, currently it's if someone's whoever scores a touchdown, they're the winner. But there, people, some people might say like it's fair because it, if you're playing on defense, you know you had to stop it on offense. You know you got to score. But I, 
I like this because it, it gives everybody a chance, both offense and defense, on both sides of on both teams actually. Mm-hmm. So instead of just having it, whoever makes the touchdown is the winner. Now it's actually okay, kind of like the college rules. The other team gets a try and let's see if they can score. If not, game over. Except here, I think it's you actually have to do the all five rounds, don't you? Yes, unless uh, the other team whoever makes like three team three scores and the other one doesn't make like one or two then it's mathematically impossible to catch up, then they call it. It's basically the same rule as a penalty kill in soccer. The next rule is the 25-second play clock. So now instead of having a regular 40-second play clock like in the NFL and the college, now it's just 25 seconds, which makes makes this game a lot faster, that's for sure. You don't have enough time to really think, okay, I want to call this play. It's more like get to the line and let's get the next play in and let's go. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I like this one because it's, it determines the players to be more active in the game instead of just having a real rest, running down the clock, stop, stop landing, calling a timeout. So now they're forcing it to do it. To also play. on the coaching side, I mean, you have to know what play you want to call. You have to actually look at the defense and, real, and think like, okay, they're lining up in this formation, so we should call this play. You don't have that extra time to analyze like how the defense is lining up or the offense is lining up now it's you see it you have to really think about it really quick like we, we want this play i'm proud you should already have a certain place already call for it if we do this we do this play we run this play or we do that we run the other play so it give more praise in the game that's it's, for sure it'll be more intense i like mm-hmm. it so the other rule that i change that i like to is the comeback period Basically, in the last uh, two minutes of each and half, basically they're going to stop the ball, the clock, every time the the place ends. This is for the uh, two minutes uh, at the end of each, uh, not the end of each half, each, um, yeah, each half, right? Yes, each one. So basically, they don't want you to run down the clock. That's, they don't want another New England and team that running down the clock, stuff like that. They want, want actually give a chance to the opposite team to make it some plays. Okay, I actually do like that. It's still similar to the NFL rule, isn't it? A little bit. I, I yeah, I agree that they should they they should keep a similar rule to it. So I, I do agree with this one. Uh, I every team deserves that last chance um, to have those last two minutes to just make the comeback. Mm-hmm. So. That was one of the changes. The other change was the up-tempo game clock. So now, this is kind of like soccer. Instead of having um, the clock stop when the player runs out of bounds or an incompleted pass, the clock keeps moving. It doesn't stop. So it's going to keep moving, so you have to actually better manage your time now because you don't have that luxury of like, okay, the ball stops so we can rest. No, now you got to actually come up with a – Another play really quick. Yeah, and I, I like that one too because uh, it keeps on the toes. Basically, you should already know what you're going to do it before you get in the field. You know, I think this this is really this is really a really good practice to go into the NFL, in my opinion. Yeah, this league is really good for the NFL. Yes, I hope they get this because I hate teams running down the clock in the last uh, two minutes. Because it doesn't give a chance, a fighting chance to the other team to try to come make a comeback. They're probably down in like one possession, and with this they they have a fighting chance. 
Yeah. So for me, this role, good. Yes. The other interesting change is the timeouts. Basically, you only get two timeouts per half instead of three by the NFL. I think it's, it's a good call because uh, with the uh, comeback and period, you don't need much timeout so you can get more plays in the game. Not just that. I mean, the timeouts, I think here they're a minute long, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then the NFL, I know college, it's 30 minutes. I mean, not 30 minutes, 30 seconds. Oh. I want to say 30 <laughs> minutes. 30 seconds. Um, but, yeah, it takes a lot of time out of the game. So now... They're trying to make it faster, so I think uh, with two timeouts, it should be good. And now you definitely have to manage your time. Mm -hmm. If you have a player that's screwing up, you can't really just call a timeout because you're only going to have one more instead of two. Mm -hmm. So you really have to manage your timeouts now. Yeah, especially with the quarterback and trying to run on the clock and they basically fail. Instead of getting a timeout, now they have to get like a flag or something like that. So... The last rule is the replay ruling. So they ended up taking out the coaches' challenges. So you no longer have the red flag. There's no more red flags. It's just if you're going to review it, the replay official will review it, but you're not allowed to throw in a challenge flag or anything. They they will end up reviewing it. Uh, I'm not sure if I like the fact that they took out the, the challenge flags, to be honest. Same, I don't like this one because you don't know how the bar is going to implement this and this uh, review it. Some bars can uh, do it heavily enforce it, and some bars can be lenient. It depends who you get. I don't, I don't know if they're going to be all the same. Yeah, like I would, uh, I would argue that maybe they should at least get one challenge flag. Yes, I agree. Kind of like, kind of like college, you only have one challenge flag, and that's it. Even if you get it right, you should just stay with one challenge flag. Yeah, the entire game. I agree with that. At least give the coach at least one challenge just in case the bar messed up something. Yeah, because that is true. You don't know if you're going to have that guy that's, okay, I'm going to be harsh or I'm going to be lenient with mm-hmm. this one. I mean, I think we do, as viewers, we get to see the um, when they're doing the replay, that we get to see what call he's making, what he's thinking. But still, I mean, it would be interesting just to let them have that challenge. At least just one. Just one, just to just in case something happens. Because you... We human, we make errors. Sometimes we we see with the referee miscalling a call and stuff like that. So at least we want we can upset the balance. Another modification they make is shorter halftime. Now it's ten minutes. I think it's a good thing because you don't want them place to be cold. It's, uh, you know, after playing then giving a break then they had to warm up again so I think 10 minutes is enough time 10 minutes to... is enough time I yeah. mean going back to the days that I played high school ball I mean it's kind of not the same but at least like early on freshmen um, and JVs we didn't get a lot of time and I actually like the fact that we got back on the field a lot quicker than having to wait those 30 minutes like you do in varsity and in college and NFL I, I just prefer to get back on the field quicker I mean Let's go play. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. 10 minutes, enough time to play, get some rest, drink some water, come out with some uh, offense or defense adjustment they need to do and get back to playing football. Yeah, it's, like you said, it's strategic. I mean, you got to make those adjustments quick. You mm-hmm. got to think about it. You don't have the luxury of time to like, okay, this is where we need to go. We can do this. We can try that. Like, no, here's what we need to do. This, this, and this. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So for me, 
I like it. Yeah. Short halftime, better and better for the viewers. We can get back to watching the game quickly. Yes. So those were the major rules. Um, I like I said, I liked some of the rules. Some of them I didn't. It was just, it's just a matter of opinion. Some people are gonna like those rules. Some are not, of course, because it's not the NFL. It's different. But I like the direction of where this league is going. Yeah, I like it. Some rule changes. They're trying to focus more on the football than anything. And I'm hoping they'll be successful this time. They hopefully they learn from the mistakes. Yeah, I think one. I think they have learned from the mistakes the first from the first XFL. This one is definitely a lot better in in my opinion than the first one. Journey for next week we're going to talk about highlight about week four. We hope you guys enjoy this first episode, and we hope to see you guys back for a second episode of Little Big League next week.